Well, hello there. Come on in. Have a seat. Enjoy a beverage. And welcome to the Martini Lounge with Jonathan and Sergey. Welcome back. Hello, it's another amazing Friday. Oh, brother. Oh, it's amazing. TGIF every week, I tell you. Every Listen, fucking week. anytime. I would like to say that I only <laughs> drink on Fridays when we do the show. <laughs> That's but such a lie. <laughs> it's not true. Um, I drink on Fridays if every day was Friday. Right? Does that I, count? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Maybe. Listen, we hope everybody's been having an amazing week mm-hmm. or at least made it to your Friday so you oh can have an gosh. amazing oh, weekend. True. Listen, we love hearing from all of you. We've been having so such a good time on this show and you love i know you do you love hearing about what we do because you know because we're awesome because we're awesome hello we did do something really cool we did so we you and i went um to a cooking class because we thought we would be fancy and learn how to cook french food and everything french food french food this is julia child's mastery Uh, right exactly (laughs) with a real french chef i know she spoke french and spoke with an accent and talked about Jinx. I, I have no idea it. if that's how you say her last you name. You did it. But yeah, but she actually is so much fun. Oh my gosh, I know. She complained about how uh, chickens in France are so much better than chickens in America, yeah, which I like, had no idea about. We apparently so. coat them in something. And so yeah. when she goes to cook them in the the like pot yeah the they, cast it, iron like it all oven. gets stuck and it's awful because it's this weird film she says it's on yeah. the american chickens yeah exactly yeah but apparently the french chickens don't stick and right? they're perfect and good and she i know just... i love so how angry she, <laughs> she, she was she american was not chickens. happy <laughs> but she was very uh, sweet i actually enjoyed we had our picture right? taken with her because it's us uh, but this is the funny thing so sergey and i get there and yeah. and we get in trouble right away <laughs> because why don't we i love that um all the workers there uh keep trying to give us more wine and then they afterwards do. they say behave yourselves yes like, exactly do you know who we are yeah because right. no and we you don't. see that little twinkle in their eye yeah. where they're like i really hope you don't I know. behave yourself <laughs> like, i want to hear the stories you guys are so fun <laughs> and so we uh, of course front row we want to be right, right in front of oh yeah the chef oh yeah and uh, she's not sure in the beginning what, what to think of us <laughs> First of all, Listen. I could tell she has that look at her eye where she's like, "They're so loud." They are They're, a lot. But we're sitting next to first of all, Patty. Oh my God, we Patty. don't know Patty, but we met Patty, and now we're best Patty's friends. Patty's a, a doll. She Patty's is a doll. She knows how to drink. She drinks a dirty martini like I, the exact same way I right? like it. She is, let's just say, <clears throat> slightly older than us. Yeah, Patty, we love you. You're only slightly older. Oh, just a bit. She's a, a bit. she's a hoot and a holler. Just uh, oh my gosh! And then right next to us is this lovely. Uh, young woman who's probably my age. Uh, her name is Jonah, and she is so sweet. Like the best people, and you know we have to make fun, uh, make friends with everyone. Oh yeah, God yeah. Yeah, and then the owner guy. This right. is, by the way, if you want to know, it's the Culinary Stone in Coeur d'Alene. Mm-hmm. Actually, so much fun. Oh, and so such a blast. George is yeah. the, and he came over yeah. and we talked. Basically, we were there. We felt the need to be the entertainment. For the <laughs> so I know you're cooking the class, but we're here to make everyone <laughs> right? laugh. How but about that? She did teach us some cool she stuff. She did. And we have the recipes with us, so we can make it at home. But there was a um, a cucumber uh, mint soup. soup. Yeah, it was cold it's a cold soup. soup. Which is, was inter- it was refreshing. Actually, it was. Definitely. It's not something that I'd be like, mm, give me a whole bowl of that. Yeah. But it's... It, they, like, she served you don't them want little to go tiny back shot for like chili. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was it was nice. Yeah, they were in shot glasses. Yeah. Was, so was, well, they were nice. in uh, patty size shot glasses, right. which is like four. 
shots. And that's what she calls oh a God. shot. She's like, yeah, that's so about that's right. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is at least two, if not four yeah, shots. And yeah, she's like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm going to join you one evening. We'll be gone. Um, <laughs> no, that was fun. Yeah. And then we made... Um, Oh, we made uh, it. It was a tomato uh, vinaigrette with Jonathan. Let me tell you, iced cream. I, iced cream. It's yes. not ice cream. It's you, iced. He had cream. to correct me. Um, he was very specific. It's different. Okay, <laughs> he, he, you would have no idea. He brought me down a notch, Jonathan. Jonathan is iced, iced cream. Iced cream. Um, which was good, but it was it was it was made with goat cheese and had um yeah. parsley. It was a no. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was, was a savory iced yes. cream. Iced. And um, mm. I don't know if I like a savory. I'm not. I'm not I know, gonna lie. I it know. was like okay. It but, was. It, yeah. it, it. It tasted like this was supposed to be a dip. Yeah. That got yeah. Ice cream. Like it was sour cream and chives on my potato chips. Thank you. That's it, what it was. That's exactly what it is. But so. I loved the tomatoes oh, with the shallots. Oh, so good. In so good. And then we made a chicken, a stewed chicken. Yeah. yeah. Like on the bone yeah. with all the veggies and everything. Oh, oh so good. And and a spice I've never heard of that I can't even say. It's super French. Like something and it's gelette. So do, no, it's not de palette. <laughs> it was weird. But you can't get it. You have to order it online. Apparently, Amazon it has town. it. But that's the. I only mean, place. she's slightly obsessed with Fred Meyer. But um, me too. I love her for that. I love her for that. <laughs> but here's the so thing. Oh, at the end, my favorite thing is they flambéed. Or she flambéed some peaches for dessert. She did. Oh, and listen to listen. Fire anytime you thing, can so. light that shit on fire, mm-hmm, I am in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. She was super nice. Please never try this at our house, Jonathan. Yeah. Don't oh, not try to flambé anything. I know you because, will burn it yeah, down. I know. We will I know not have it's a house. scary. Yeah, I've been through that once in my yeah, life. So but I didn't do it. I know. Allegedly. Which. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> Electric fire, right. sure. I know, right? What? 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 Um, my only my only downside is that we never touched any cooking utensils. No, we sat and we watched, wanted which a hands on. But I really like the hands on. But it was a lecture series. Exactly. Yeah. So I would definitely come back. I want more. Um, but I want hands on. Yeah. I want to cook too. So now that so. I have a taste for what a cooking class right. can be, right. we're gonna find the hands on. We are. Because listen, if we are that there. much fun just sitting there drinking wine and taking notes, put a knife in our hands, see what happens. <laughs> right. It's How about good. that? It's Let Jonathan flambe his peaches. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> it was fun, though. It's going to turn out So, good. to everybody over at the Culinary Stone, yeah. thank you so much. And to Chef Patricia. Oh. Hiber Jinx. Don't, don't um, even. I'm she impressed. She is a French woman in Idaho.com, by the yes, way. That's, that's her, her website. website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know why she's in Idaho. I, something to do. I'm going to guess it has to do with, like, a man. Nature, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really impressed like, by you, though. You haven't done any French, uh, poorly executed French accent yet. There were, lots, uh, there were lots of options in my mind last night. <laughs> <laughs> and But I also had, had wine. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> like, would she be offended if I just did uh, interpretations, little impressions of her? Probably. You know, say. I'm I'm gonna go on a limb and say probably don't. Maybe that's nothing. <laughs> Please don't assume that she's gonna sing. My heart will go on all the time. <laughs> well, it's French. Doesn't every French person want to be Celine Dion? <laughs> probably not. But in my head, yes, because right. I do. Right. Right. Well, <laughs> I want to be Celine every Absolutely. day of my life. Absolutely. You. Do. Anyways, it's gonna be such a fun show because yep. you know how we love our sex shows. Ooh. Listen, and we're gonna have another one because it's your favorite. Uh, relationship and couples therapist and sex therapist damon l jacobs is going to be on the line with us here shortly and we're taking some of your questions we love it when you send us questions um 
and he's going to answer them for you uh, on the Martini Lounge today. Correct, so, he will. Listen, he probably, unless one of you sent us a cooking question, it probably won't do that. But, it, you know, <laughs> we'll probably have some other things. I'm pretty sure some of these questions, they're going to talk about your asshole. I mean, we, they get real up they in the Martini Lounge. Deep and personal. So, listen, Love if it. Grandma was listening with you, maybe, unless she's a cool grandma, <laughs> yeah. maybe no. <laughs> You're going to get to know your grandma pretty well right, <laughs> right now. That's... Right. Well, go on a limb. That's a question I had about my asshole all these years. I, n- I never knew I could ask. Well, uh, you know what, well, Damon? Well, Gramps were young. Oh, boy, right. Grandma. Damon, well, not can, now. you could ask Damon anything. That man's not shy. No. Mm-hmm. Although, I would love if someone's grandma wrote in a question. That, <gasps> that would, be would be amazing. I want so a very progressive. Like Betty White kind of grandma. Oh, mm-hmm. oh that would get oh, dirty yeah. fast. Oh, yeah. That's like yeah. Chorus Leachman. Yeah. Those two need to do a, you know, team up, do a phone call. Maybe Patty will write in a question. <gasps> Patty, Patty would rock. She's sitting Patty, there with her martini. We know, you go, we know she you go said, out. Hey, Wyatt is, I think, I don't know, He's he was the one sitting next to her, and I, I couldn't figure out if they were married, or if they friends, were dating, were they just what? friends, or... Yeah. Because she goes to every cooking class, so maybe they both just were there. But Wyatt's really cool, too. Listen, we made best friends. I know. And there's one moment where Jonah looks over at me. She goes, so are you neighbors with Patty? I'm like, no, we just met her. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. But this is how we do it. Yes. You would think we're neighbors instantly. And the the staff recognized us as we walked in the door. I know. They're like, we remember you from the one time you signed up for these classes. Okay, Listen, that's Whatever. how we roll. That is how we roll. <laughs> We're that memorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Well, I'm excited for today's show. I love mm-hmm. all of our dating questions. Yes. I love all of the sex questions because, girl, I got a lot of my own. I'm just yeah. saying. And they, they're reflected in here, I think. <laughs> Probably. Just saying. There, if there's one about an asshole, that's for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Oh, brother. Listen. Yeah. But without further ado, let us get right down to business. We promised you the man himself for another amazing episode of answering questions that you have. Uh, we are going to welcome Damon L. Jacobs. He is an author and he is a relationship and dating therapist out of Manhattan. And he's one of our favorite people. And we welcome him to the lounge right now. Hey, Damon, how are you? Hey, boys. How are you? Happy uh, summer. Happy I summer. It is surely it 95 is. degrees there? Because it is here. <laughs> we are actually in a little uh, storm right now. So oh. It's pretty cool right now here in Manhattan. Okay, hopefully, um, hopefully a low-key storm. You guys have had your share of the other. Yeah, no, no big storms. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> How are you, boys? Uh, Amazing. Good. We are our own storm front. We <laughs> <laughs> like always, right? Tackling the big things. <laughs> Listen, we like to tackle the big things. That's right. I'm just saying. How is your summer going so far, our friend? Well, summer is great, but you know what? Yeah, I, I often say that every day, and this is going to sound like a cliche, every day is a choice. Every, so to me, it doesn't matter. Summer, spring, fall. I prefer the seasons where I don't have to wear a lot of clothes. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. We prefer those seasons for you as well. <laughs> Uh, for everyone involved. <laughs> but, but you know, at any time of the year, we can always look around and say, oh, my God, everything is sucky, everything is difficult, everything is a struggle. Or we can look around and say, you know what, things are pretty good. I'm grateful for the things that are the way they are. I'm going to work on the things I want to change. But I'm still grateful. I still get a chance to be here, to breathe, to love, to kick, to stretch, and all of the above. So that's how I use every day, regardless of the season or the time of the year or the uh, prescribed holidays that mm-hmm. I often talk about. It just doesn't really matter to me. 
That's actually a beautiful way to look at it. And I love that you describe them as prescribed holidays, because <laughs> yeah. a lot of the times they are. <laughs> I know. I'll take as many as I can uh. prescribe. <laughs> they really are. I mean, a lot of them, uh, sort of whatever spirituality or religion might mm-hmm. have originally been infused with it, has been sort of snapped out for the sake of corporations trying right. to make people feel bad, so they'll buy more products. Right. And, and you know, and, and sort of quantify or commodify their love and emotion, and as we talked about on the show, that doesn't really get anyone anywhere uh, pleasurable or peaceful is Mm-mm. when emotion is commodified in monetary terms, um, unless, that's, uh, pers- unless that's agreed upon at the very beginning and you're talking about an actual transaction. But if you're talking about a relationship or a marriage, right. uh, you know, using money to commodify attention and emotion is, is a one-way street to a lot of suffering. But yeah. again, any time of the year, any day of the year, any prescribed holiday of the year, we can challenge it, we can change it, we can communicate about it, and approach it with compassion and integrity. I like that. Beautiful. Wow. I always, that. always beautiful. That's your next book. <laughs> that's what I feel. <laughs> I feel that's the next. Thank you. I know. I love. Well, you know we love you oh, for real. Man. Well, are you ready for some crazy, amazing questions? I am ready for some beautiful questions because I think anybody who has, who takes the time to write us is uh, is struggling and and I love to if there's anything that we can do together as a team anything we can do to make somebody's life a little better a little easier a little more fun I'm so like on board and thrilled about that. I your energy's so good today. I just gotta I say it. I know. Like, we got a bottle of that. Yeah. Talk to you guys. <laughs> when I get to talk to you guys, I'm good. It's a good day. Oh. I love it. Well, we're going we're gonna to get right down to a very um, straightforward question. <laughs> so, okay. Dear Damon, I'm a gay man who is strictly a bottom. I hold no shame in sex and have enjoyed it as a very active part of my life. I find myself with an amazing guy now that I could really see something serious with. For some reason, I am very paranoid about having sex with him because I worry that my asshole may not be as tight as he would enjoy. I have never cared before. So two questions I have. How do I broach the subject with him, or should I even bother? And second, are there things I can do to tighten up down there a bit? This is... This is well, hey. what, a, what a beautiful question. And I'm so glad this person wrote in. I don't think we've really talked about this one in much We really haven't. Before. Yeah. Uh, so, first thing to say is that there are no shoulds. So, whether you talk about him with him or not is up to you. There's no should or should not. But here's some things to consider about bottoming. There is no should. And there is no right or wrong. And I'm going to tell you this as a bottom who's been doing this for 26 years now. <laughs> some, some guys like it when you tighten up. And some guys like it when you loosen up. And I've had guys who I've been loosened up. And they said, tighten up, tighten up. And I've had guys where I'm tightened up. And they said, loosen up, loosen up. And every top is different. Every partner is different. Every chemistry is different. Every relationship is different. When I say relationship, I'm, I, you know, could be someone for, for two minutes or 10 years. doesn't matter. Just every connection is different. So here's a couple things to consider. One are doing what they call Kegel exercises. Kegel exercises is when you, just on your own, you can do this anywhere at any time. You can do it listening to the show right now. Yeah. Hey, Can't both Sergey and I are doing this, so it's on. We're practicing. <laughs> Yeah, yes, 
squeeze in your butt like you're trying not to pass gas, but just squeeze in your butt for as long as you can, then let it go and breathe, and just breathe naturally, and then squeeze it again and let go. And every time you do that, you can do this anywhere. No one will know you're doing it. Unless they're doing it too, then they might know you're doing it. <laughs> um, those, are, those are the Kegel exercises. And as a bottom, what that does is give us some options to give our top partner either the, the tightness they're craving or the looseness they're craving. It allows us to sort of select which option we use with them. But that doesn't really answer the question, uh, his first question. How do you know? How do you know what your partner wants? There's a few ways. One is to ask him. One is to just verbalize it and have a talk about it. Just say, hey, which do you prefer? The other, if you want to, is just use nonverbal communication while you are having sex just to listen and feel which one he likes more. Is he getting off more? Is he breathing more heavy? Is he moaning more? Is he saying, oh, baby, baby, more when you're tight? Or is he doing that more or getting off more or seem to be enjoying more pleasure when you're loose? Or maybe he likes both. So there's a few different ways to go about this. You can just try by practice, stretch those Kegels, be loose, be tight, see which one he responds to more. And or you can ask him, which do you prefer more? And he might not even know because he may not have ever had anybody ask him that before. True. So maybe this might be a discovery process for both of you. And that can be sexy in itself. Yeah, discovering yeah. sexuality together. Love I that. Know. What? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Sergey, what are your thoughts? Um, I I like the idea of, uh, you know, no no one person or no people are the same. I mean, we all kind of have our preferences, especially, you know, we're taught in society, oh, you know, you have to be tight or porn right. teaches us, oh, the tight holes are the best or whatever. But there's no there's no rule to that. There's no, mm-hmm. this is the only way that everyone's going to like it. Because you're right, everyone's different. Some people might like it, you know, hot dog down the hallway, loose and loose. I don't know. You know, oh, that's God. that's that's how it True, is. True, though. though. Yeah, every, I agree with you. It's very, 100%. very personal. I will say this. I am, I have been accused of being very forward and a little blunt, and it scares some guys. Because I would be the guy that just is like, hey, here's the deal. You know, just curious. What do you think? Um, just to you know, if you're if you're nervous, but you feel that open communication with uh, your partner. I mean, I don't think it hurts at all to to just be honest and to just say, "Hey, I just was curious." I mean, but I think it you 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 know for you which one sits better with you. Like, do you want to just try it? But if you're using this to you know to block something that you want to share with this person, I mean, I I wish I wish for you that you don't feel that way that you do whatever you need to if that's the only reason you you haven't shared something that i mean you even say this guy's an amazing guy you know i hope you don't block yourself that's all i gotta say yeah yeah and and when we think about sex i'm not sure in what context he's saying paranoid i don't know if he means like truly like the clinical sense of paranoid like, oh, right. like deeply deeply afraid or if he's just sort of having you know like oh i'm kind of worried about this and it's on my mind kind of thing but I, I really, like you were saying, I, I hope that however we approach sexuality and connection, it's from a place of um, abundance and a place of connection mm-hmm. and love or, or like, um, not fear, not paranoia, not panic, not terror. That's kind of the whole, uh, not the point of, of connecting sexually with others, is, right. is reinforcing fear and paranoia. 
Right. Right. Exactly. And how and how much fun is it to to have a connection that isn't fear based and isn't paranoid? Because you don't have to worry. You don't have to you know care about that or or be constantly you know engulfed in that that kind of negative yeah. energy. That's not yeah. fun ever. Right. And I find that a lot of times, once people realize there's no should, right. there's no ascribed right or wrong with a capital R, capital W, there's no definitive good or bad, there's just what uniquely works for any connection. And once people really get that, a lot of that fear and a lot of that self-consciousness dissipates because they realize, oh, okay, what works for with one person may not work well with another person. Exactly. And that's not good or bad, it just means that we want to create together instead of try to conform to some sort of should that doesn't actually exist. Yeah, see, your uh, thought process and, and vernacular have in, in just, I don't know what the word is, but you are imbued our house in this, because we talk a lot with people about, listen, there is no right or wrong decision here. Mm-hmm. The decision no is shoulds, yours. Absolutely. There's no moral basis or compass on this. It's just a choice, like you were talking about earlier. Life is just a series of choices. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, that's how we try to approach everything in this house is, hey, this is just where I'm at, but there is no, the shoulds are not allowed in our house. Damon has exercised them. (laughs) Yeah, no should. We should have that above our door. No No shoulds shoulds allowed. That's right. Keep your shoulds out. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Um, And this listener is writing, me and my boyfriend have been dating for a while now. Everything seems to be going great. But I have noticed that he tends not to want to hang out with my friends. Anytime I invite him to hang out with us, he always seems disinterested, makes an excuse, or doesn't engage with them. What can I do? Mm, this is rough. I feel like this is a common, yeah. common thing. Well, the first thing you could do is ask him. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the first and the last thing that I could really advise is to ask him <laughs> Right? Just say on. it. Yeah, I mean, because no. I can't, you know, we could sit here and speculate, but, mm-hmm. you know, we don't really have any idea. So it's possible, there's a few possibilities that come to mind. This person could be more of an introvert. Maybe he's True. comfortable with you one-on-one, but he just doesn't like groups of people, or he just doesn't prefer to spend his spare time in groups of people whom he doesn't have a, a history with or a comfort level with. Um the other thing to think of is, like, I don't know, are your friends nice people? Are they good? Are they right. are they mean? I mean, if they're assholes, he probably won't want to be around them for very yeah. long. And <laughs> True. It, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're wrong, but it just means he may choose to be like, I don't want to be around these queens. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so valid. That is a very I mean, valid thing. <laughs> Listen, have better friends, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, and I think, I mean, you're completely right in the fact that there are so many variables that could be, that it's hard to give a direct answer because it could, it depends on your relationship, what's going on. Mm-hmm. We don't have that yeah. info, right. so we, we don't know what it could be, and it could be one of 10,000 things yeah. uh, going on. But if you feel your relationship is solid, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I think great. you're going to survive. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But I get it. I get it. But I'm all about, like you say all the time, it's just communication. Mm-hmm. Just just ask. Be open. Yeah. And maybe it may not be the kind of relationship where you socialize together all the time. And and if you want this relationship to continue, you may have to find some acceptance around that. 
you might yeah. have an, a really exquisite connection together when you're one on one, but that may not translate into social situations, right. and that's okay. You know, you know who literally wrote the book on this subject was Dolly Parton <gasps> and her 52 yes. year marriage to Carl Dean because yes. he won't go anywhere with her. He hates social events. Yeah. He never wants to leave the house. But he's like, you know, she says he's the most perfect husband in the world, and he does everything for her around the house. They've been yeah. married 52 years. Yeah, but she had to learn. Yeah. He's not going to go with her. He's right. not going to attend award right. ceremonies with her. He's not going to walk the red carpet with her. She had to learn how to accept that about him. Yeah. Right. And you're right. And there's that level of, you know, compromise in a relationship where you have to say, okay, this is going to have to be okay with me that this person just doesn't like to do this. Yeah. And they don't, and you can't put that pressure on a relationship of you have to be with me 24 seven and love all of my friends and go to all the right. same things oh. I do. Cool. I'm tired. That's not going <laughs> to happen. How? It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to have a loving relationship where you're not together 24-7 and enjoy all of the same And things. that is totally possible. I think a Absolutely. lot of people, I Absolutely. think we have this innate cultural paranoia that if we do not share every single thing, <laughs> that therefore yeah. there's something wrong right. with us. Right. You know what I mean? And that that doesn't have to be the case. And it's not the case in a lot of relationships. And I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I, anytime we can bring up Dolly... Is a good time. <laughs> you know. Dr. Uh, Shirley. No, I love Dr. Shirley. Straight talk, baby. Straight talk. I love it. Okay. So now, next question. I have just gotten back into dating, into the dating scene after quite a few years off. I am enjoying connecting with other men on a deeper level than just hookups that I did for years. I keep running into the same issue, though. I uh, were, I will really like a guy and want it to go further, and I get the same speech every time. You are so fun to hang out with, and I want us to be great friends, but I don't feel anything more for you. Once or twice, and I wouldn't blink at this, but this is a consistent scenario, and I'm beginning to wonder if it's me. What can I do, or how can I tell what is really going on? Now, this one... For me, it's a tough one because I just, there's so much information we don't have here. And, and there's, there's, again, it, it, it's a little complicated. I mean, yes, this person is noticing, okay, it's not once or twice, it's a consistent scenario. So clearly, you are an active, you are playing an active role mm -hmm. in this pattern. But what exactly is the active role is a little bit of a variable. Um, are, is it because of the, 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 the dating pool that you are selecting? Are you directly going for guys in a way? Are you going for guys in a way that's about hooking up and then, you know, trying to turn it into a romantic relationship when that was not what they signed up right. for? That, that was not the context under which you met. Um, or is there something about your personality or about your energy which unconsciously is kind of putting up this vibe that's making people feel like they, they can't get more intimate or don't want to get more intimate with you. And if so, that's not because you're doing anything bad or wrong, but there might be something you're doing um, inadvertently, which is pushing people away from your orbit instead of inviting people into your orbit. And that is something you may need to or wish to discuss with um, someone you trust, a friend, a confidant, a therapist, or if you feel really brave, Go, you know, talk to one of these guys who has sent this to you and, and approach them or send them a mail saying, you know, I, I really want to, I have this question and I want you to be brutally honest with me because I really would like to know the answer. 
and I won't get mad and I won't attack you. I just really need an answer here because it would help me a lot to know what is it that I'm doing on whatever level that's making guys not want to um, get more emotionally intimate with me. Sure. Yeah, see, I love the open communication part. Basically, I think yeah. a lot of things can be solved by, mm-hmm. by just saying. But that's my problem, though. I, I that's why guys are like, wow, you're so upfront. Yeah, sorry about it. <laughs> right. But that's yeah. not, it's not a bad thing. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Just takes people off guard. Yeah. I think this is yeah. definitely a very personal, like, totally, like, every person who would ask this would have a different answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's so that that place. But I think... It's a right, you know, I think I would agree completely. Talk to somebody. Right. You know, whether right. you're, you feel like you can talk to one of these people uh, or just talk to somebody that knows you, you know, it's a good step. And at least they want to know, you know, at least this person who's writing in wants to be self-aware. And that's a big thing because a lot of people, you know, would prefer right. not to be self-aware. Either not look at it or ignore yeah. it or, yeah, absolutely. That is a good first step. Yeah. And, and I would say to this person, what I, without, again, knowing the specifics, but here's just a general um, guideline for, for living, is that we don't know who's going to come in and out of our lives and for how long they're going to be there or for whatever reason. You know, you could find Mr. Perfect, and then tragically something could happen to him. Right. He could be gone, and I'm not trying to be a downer. But the fact is, the only thing we have for certain is that you are the one who's going to be sleeping, waking, eating, breathing, snoring, you know, everything walking with you. You're the one who's going to be with you every breath you have for the rest of this life. Mm -hmm. So what if the focus was changed from trying to find someone, a boyfriend, a husband, a partner, and redirected somewhat inward into making your world, your figurative and literal home, a place of abundance, of joy, of, of serenity, you're really attend exquisitely to your body, your mind, and your spirit. And then what often happens when we give up attachment to being in some sort of relationship with another person is what? Guess what? What happens then? I, like, I over here apparently haven't mastered this. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> well, oftentimes, I'm not saying always, but oftentimes when you're really focused on just loving and centering within your, not in a selfish way, but centered in self. People are drawn into your orbit. People are literally attracted to that energy like mm-hmm. a magnet. So I have a, a friend named Jacob Glass who, who is very fond of saying, if you build it, he will come. If oh, okay. you chase him, he will run. Oh, huh. okay. That is That's a, an interesting, so, yeah, right? interesting way of looking at it. I also really so it's really yeah, yeah go ahead. I really enjoy this concept of creating a space within yourself of abundance and of joy and of I think that's I don't think I think that's not common in our culture Mm-mm. to allow ourselves because we think everything's selfish if it's if it's focused inward. But there's a way to focus on yourself that is not selfish. That is good. That's a that's I like this. That listen, everybody meditate on that. We'll come back in ten minutes. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's that difference. It's a distinction between selfish and centered and grounded in mm-hmm. self. Right. And that oh, is a I very like important right. distinction, right there. Right. That is beautiful. Again, there's the other book. Just so many books and with Damon today. So many, <laughs> one after another. I I love that. 
Okay, let's move on to the next question here. So um, this listener is writing in, I'm interested in this guy, and we've been pretty good friends for a few years now. We have had sexual contact and even has gone even have gone as far as having vaginal and oral sex and are considering anal. Um, but even with all the stuff we've done, we've never once kissed. There are times where I think about going for it, but I don't want it to somehow ruin the moment. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or... Uh, if that's a bad thing or thought to have, we used to admit that we like each other, but we never actually went on dates or anything. He does sweet things for me, but it still makes me upset that we've never kissed. What should I do? I haven't talked to him about it. <laughs> well, I think this person listens to the show because that very last sentence was telling because I think that she knew that I was going to say, have you talked to him about it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I haven't. Nope. David, I, I have not yet. It. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the fact that some people don't like kissing, and um, I, I would personally not be able to engage in a physical right. connection with somebody who didn't like kissing. To right. me, that's really, really important. But it's not important to everybody. And some people may have had past trauma associated with kissing, or may have even right. been abused at some point in their lives where kissing was involved. So they may not really be able to enjoy it or be present for that with another person in present day. I'm only speculating here because we have no idea, but I, I think that if you, if, if kissing is not a deal breaker for you, and if you still can enjoy sexual pleasure and physical intimacy without kissing, then, you know, continue to do what you're doing, but of course, talk to this person, talk to your partner, find out, you know, is this a deal breaker for them? Is it something they don't want to do? Maybe he's afraid that, um, yeah, and maybe he's afraid that he's not a good kisser, or maybe right. someone traumatized him by saying, you're a horrible kisser, and so he's deciding right. he never wants to kiss anybody again. And kissing, just like we were saying earlier in the show, is very much like fucking. Yeah. Some people have a really good connection. Some people like to do it in one way. Other right. people don't. The same technique will not work for all partners. True. And one person could be really cruel by saying, you're not a good kisser. And then that person might actually believe they're really not a good kisser when they really, really are. They just weren't kissing the right person. Right. And so maybe maybe that's what's going on here. But I think she knew when she wrote this letter that the first thing <laughs> I was going to ask was, have you talked to Right. <laughs> what's oh, going on? Boy. <laughs> so, so Damon's first word of advice to you is maybe you should. Yeah, talk Oh, no shoulds, though. Oh. Think about no it. Should. Yeah. But it, it, but you could, if you want, if you really want the answer to this question, that would probably be your best option, right? To actually, you know, communicate. communicate right. Yeah, I think, yeah. and what I uh, narrow in on is uh, the word choices of they used to admit that they liked each other, which is an interesting way to put that, and that they haven't done things like go on dates. Like it seems to be very centered around an act. Well, and I would, I would want to know if that's the agreement of their relationship, if that's what they both right. were looking is for, and that's right. what they want, or if. One of them maybe wants something different, and they're right? not talking about that. Because, listen, that will happen to me if mm -hmm. I start as a hookup relationship, and then the transition, you really got to talk about that. Like, yeah. if you both, you have to feelings, find out, you have to talk. are yeah. we both transitioning? Because if you're right. op you operate under the rules until you change the rules, and you change those together. So if you're operating under the hookup rules, that's a completely different world. And it doesn't mean y'all don't want to take it to a different level, but sometimes that requires communication about, hey, this is where I'm at. Yeah, almost always. I feel yeah. like this is where you're at. What does right. that mean? Because the rules change. Because I, you know, I've been with guys who hook up and they don't want to kiss when you, it's a hookup. 
And, you know, so it depends. Yeah. Every guy is very different. Very. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, Damon, in that I ha- you, you have to know what is important to you. And for me, kissing, no kissing is a deal breaker for me. It's no, it's no shade on them. It's just I need that connection. Right. And I enjoy right. that connection. Right. And there are other people if this is not. And so I don't need to just stick to one if they, you know, don't want that connection from me. It's good to know what you want. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. And and what's really interesting here is that, you know, she said she hasn't tried before, and it sounds like he hasn't tried before, so neither one of them have tried. Right. And so maybe he's thinking the same thing. Maybe he's like, oh, I guess she does. I want to kiss, right. but she doesn't. True. So... I don't know. The plot wow. the plot the, the plot the perspective and plot I thickens. know. Wow. I'm very curious. I know. I uh, hope I hope that this listener writes back in. I with was a just little, gonna say I want to uh, follow, follow up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is one of those like, ooh, let's hear what happened. I am curious because that's follow also a perspective. Story. We are all very it's very easy to get caught mm-hmm. in our minds. Mm-hmm. We forget there's another person that has their own stuff in their right. head. So that's fascinating to exactly. go, Oh, maybe this isn't maybe there's other issues at play. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's waiting too. Right. I love that. And I I do want to say a word about um, that transition between friendship or hookup culture to something more. Um, I have a living example (laughs) how quite by accident um, a hookup can can turn into something more. That's someone who I had a purely hookup relationship with for quite a period of time. Um, Two years later is someone who I consider to be extremely important and essential in my life. And um, it's somebody I met on Scruff two years ago. And we, when she said he was doing sweet things for her, I thought, you know, that sort of described the first year of seeing this person. We didn't really date per se, but we would see each other and we would do sweet things for each other and we were kind. And those Saturday nights kind of then started extending into Sunday afternoon. And then a year later, I got invited to the White House. And I got what? invited to go to President Obama's um, oh final gosh. gay pride celebration wow. because, of the press because of the work I do with prep. Yeah. yeah. And that is, and I freaked out and I screamed and I couldn't believe I was going to the yeah. White House. And then I read the invitation and the invitation said, you and a guest. Oh. And I thought, okay, who in my life at this moment do I really want to have there as my witness to this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to uh, go to the White House and, and meet the president. Yeah. And in my mind, I was thinking all the, the professionally strategic way things to, to work it, but in my heart, I was like, I, I, I want Adam there. I want Adam there. This is who I want there. And I was like, well, I guess we're dating now. You know what? I love that. Damon does nothing small. Yeah. Like, if he's going to transition, <laughs> it's the White House. That's <laughs> no, our first official date. <laughs> So I'm saying that the regular hookups and the really sweet gestures and all the home and all the play and all the not going out can actually transition to something else and, and more. But, you know, neither one of us had an attachment to that label or right. to a should, of course, because right. we don't do should. We were just sort of going with it and just being in the moment, but communicating on a regular basis. How are you feeling? Is this working? Let's, you know, talking wow. about it. I think that's amazing. That's beautiful. That is that so beautiful. Oh, and I love that. that. And wait, it like I'm gonna have to start asking dates to go to big like White House functions. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, Hey, by the way, my plus one for this. Okay, okay, okay. So we have one final question, 
and it is hello i am very new to dating two years ago i lost my wonderful partner of 14 years i now feel that i can start dating but not sure what a man of 56 needs to really look out for i mean should i think about prep or should i not worry about it and i and that's where he ends Wow. Well, first of all, my, my heart goes out to you. I'm, I'm sure he has had many people say, I'm sorry for your loss, but mm-hmm. truly, my darling, I am very sorry for your loss. And uh, it sounds like you've been taking care of yourself and two years later are kind of ready to, to step into the pond again and see what's out there. Um, you know, I, I, of course, if he listens to the show, he knows I'm going to say I don't believe in should, and especially yes. when it comes to using PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is a daily pill that prevents mm-hmm. HIV by 99%. If you're going to do that, there's no should about it, but if you want to approach dating and connection and intimacy and play and fucking without the worry of HIV, which for a lot of us is the first time in our lives we've had a chance to do this because we've been living with HIV for 36 years, mm-hmm. if you want that experience, PrEP is a way to do that. PrEP is a tool for doing that. So you can date and have whatever kind of experiences you want to have and take HIV out of the equation. Um, Now, other than PrEP, I think you just need to be aware of the fact that, you know, if you're going to use the apps, if you've listened to the show, you get a sense that that sometimes dating is kind of like a blood sport. It sometimes reminds me of the Hunger Games. It sometimes can be like it can be beautiful and fun, but it can also kind of be like every person out for themselves yeah. and oh, yeah. be killed. Um, <laughs> yes, to, <laughs> to approach it from a place of openness. You know, we do have the apps now, so there's so many ways to connect with people. But quantity clearly does not always equal quality. The quality is out there. I believe the quality is out there on Scruff, on whatever website you use. The quality is there, but sometimes it is trying to find the needle in a haystack. Mm-hmm. And so be good to yourself. Respect yourself. Respect your body. Respect your boundaries. Show that respect to others. And you are more likely, not guaranteed, but more likely to attract people into your world, as I was saying earlier, that are also in a like-minded state of mind of being good to themselves, respectful to themselves, respectful to others, communicating effectively, having good boundaries, all that stuff. But... You know, be prepared. It is a bit of a crapshoot. It is a bit of a gamble. Um, as Mary Chapin Carpenter says, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. Yes, <laughs> and that's so way. true. <laughs> oh, boy. God, that woman. I was just <laughs> singing her songs the other day. Where is she when we need her? But, no, I have to say to this this gentleman, you know, what a wonderful – I mean – to be at that place after, mm-hmm. you know, saying he had this wonderful partner for 14 years, what a gift that was. And right. to say, now I'm ready. I, w- I want to jump out there. So I'm glad that the uh, this person is asking because it's all about finding out what tools are available to you and, you know, Absolutely. You know, respecting Absolutely. yourself, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Something you should consider. You could consider. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could consider, and again, you just don't know what you're going to get. You, you sometimes uh, right. can find wonderful people. You can sometimes find really lousy people, and if you do, it's not personal. But you mm. might also find that hookup who invites you to the White House someday. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See, <laughs> you don't know. The options are it's endless. For sure. It's all that's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know, and I will. I have to say, I totally love that uh, dating's a blood sport because oh, how true is that? <laughs> it that is, is the Hunger tr- Games. Oh my god, <laughs> it is. Oh my gosh. 
So I, of course, am Cadness. That's who I am. So, <laughs> well, duh. We're you know, all, we're all I mean, kind of Cadness in our own way. <laughs> Damon, as always, we have so much fun when you're on here sharing your insights. Uh, and and even every time you answer somebody else's question, I think Sergey and I will talk about it after. And just, Every time, guaranteed. You just can make everybody listening can just use it in their own lives, no matter what. I guarantee that. So thank you so much for doing that for us. Thank you, boys. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing with the show. You guys are just amazing, and you keep doing what you're doing. And someday, I don't know when, but someday in the future, you're going to get your own invitation to the White House. Uh, <laughs> just keep, keep keep spreading the love and the positivity that you're doing. Just I'm hopefully saying. not this White House. Yeah. The we'll, future we'll, White no, House, please. Not this, please. Please. <laughs> not this way, one. Way, way, way in the future. Yeah. Way, way, way in the future. <laughs> but hey, we if... We still have a White House. That's right? Oh, yes. But hey, yes. if we were invited to this White House, I think that's a sign a lot is changing. That's so right. We'll, or or we'll we're loud it. enough. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. Right. I love Making it. Making a storm. Or they're trying to get rid of us. No, you know, no. there's so That's many things. <laughs> okay. So many options. <laughs> Let's not play out that fantasy. <laughs> well, David, thank you so much. We want to uh, remind our listeners that Damon L. Jack- Jacobs is a licensed marriage and relationship therapist. Uh, he is our very own sex doctor uh, on our show. And you can get, he's an author, people. Like, you can yeah. go read his books. We have. Please do. We have. One of them is currently sitting on our coffee table downstairs. So this you know. is how it works. You can go to Amazon.com or wherever fine books are sold to check out more of what Damon has to say. Damon, thank you so much. Thanks, boys. You have an amazing weekend. You too. I will. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go outside. Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> and that, again, Damon L. Jacobs, listen, you got to check out more of what this check man has it. to say. He, he's amazing. He's one of our favorite people ever. Yeah, I, I'm, think, I you know. literally can't get enough. No, and I no. just want to say, I mean, always, 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 always wonderful. The energy always. today, I, oh, I feel it. I feel now, it. he's always positive, but always he positive. is like amped even more, which is amazing. Yeah. And I feel like our relationship with Damon started as a hookup <laughs> because two years ago he came on our radio show. And it was just We didn't know. Yeah. We just met. Yeah. You know, we had a good time. We talked about sex. Right, you know? right. And then we transitioned. Into, into the martini lounge that's right and now we're friends with benefits <laughs> so that's i just want to make that analogy there you go there was no blood Hook sport there friends. we just had a good time so i hope damon listens <laughs> oh, to this because that's hilarious that, i'm pretty proud of that, my analogy well done so. well done my friend well you're done. welcome i like that um as always you guys um please write in more questions we obviously he questions. gives amazing advice he does. and it's applicable to everyone and like yeah. you said every single time we talk about it afterwards yeah. Yeah. and we always take the little pieces and we apply it to our own lives and I try know. to make it better blah blah We're blah like, oh, all God. of that exhausting be beautiful work this week what yeah. <laughs> i know um yeah so please please write it and listen and to remove the shoulds from your life it's a freeing yes. experience it really to remove really those is. shoulds I should. I know. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Felicia should. That's the complete name. (laughs) Felicia should. Uh, Felicia should. Anyways, remember, you can always catch the boys on our website, jonathanandsergey.com, to see everything that we have going on Mm -hmm. and to catch up on all of our podcasts. All the time. And you can always find us on our social medias, which is Facebook, Insta, you know, Twitter, Jonathan and Sergey. Just find us. Yeah, find us. You know where we at. We have a lot of fun. Yeah, we do. And until next time, you know we're always bringing you amazing shows and we're going to continue uh send us your notes your love uh money that's fine money always Uh, do that do that as well but until next time in the lounge get your drinks out and we'll be here bye bitch bye
The Martini Lounge is made possible by... Insert your name here. And also... We're looking for ads. And don't forget... You can display your business right here. The Martini Lounge can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Jonathan and Sergey. And also our website, jonathanandsergey.com. Until next time, all you cool cats.